Sky Sports Radio combined with Harness Racing New South Wales brings you On The Pace for your daily dose of news and tips. Thanks for joining us for On The Pace on this Monday morning. We've got the half an hour time slot today. So for the next 30 minutes or so, we're going to chat about all things New South Wales harness racing. Mick Gearan normally with you on a Monday, but you've got Brittany Graham today and Mick will be back on Wednesday and Thursday. He's currently in transit back to New Zealand. Of course, with that travel bubble opening up today, he came across for the championships on the weekend and really enjoyed himself. And now he's back on his way to New Zealand, but he will have all the news and interviews for us as the week goes on. This week in New South Wales Harness Racing, before we get a few guests to join us today, we've got Ellen Bartley, Tom Ison and Luke McCarthy as our guests for today's edition. Just to look ahead to the week ahead tonight, we've got, in fact, today we've got Maitland Racing in the daytime slot. Tomorrow we've got Tabcourt Park Menangle and two heats of the APG series for the four-year-olds, including the return of Expensive Ego. So that's certain to attract plenty of interest in Leighton tomorrow night. And we've got Bathurst on uh, Wednesday night as well in their usual time slot. Penrith and, of course, Menangle this Saturday night with two group ones for the two-year-old APG uh, eligible paces uh, and the fields for those races will be out this afternoon so they will be all important group one $125,000 on the line for the juveniles Ellen Bartley had a great day yesterday at Kuhlman they had their uh, yearly Carnival of Cups meeting they had uh, the Kuhlman Cup which was race number six on the card and not only did Ellen train the winner uh, but she also had the Quinella with Nowhere Creek running forever yin to a head margin and she's been kind enough to join us this morning to discuss that and plenty more congratulations Ellen and thanks for your time today thanks Britt it was a very good day yeah it certainly was by the looks of things forever yin uh, I think Things probably didn't quite go to plan early on when the ruffie of the field uh, crossed early on and probably put him in a, a little bit of a precarious position. But he's a four-year-old who's raced in all of the big races across his career. So he looked pretty well placed yesterday and uh, great to see him back in winning form. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, it was always a bit of a worry, him coming out of barrier one. Um, he can be a bit funny. You just have to sort of let him make his own mind up what he wants to do. But um he got there in the end, so that was the main thing. But, yeah, really happy with how he went and and everything. Nowhere Creek, you gave him a bit of a fright, though. Was that a surprise? Because <laughs> uh, you, you got very close. It was only ahead the margin. Uh, I think he did. He shocked a few people, but there was also a lot of people on course that said that he probably shouldn't have been paying um, the odds that he was paying. So a few people backed him and they said they were all cheering for me and, and not cheering for Blake. So um, <laughs> it was good. What happens uh, with Forever Yin going forward now? Because he is a four-year-old. You gave him a freshen up prior uh, to this campaign where he was third up. Is there any plans in place? I know he's Vic Brett eligible, so that's not until the end of the year for any features that he has down there. But do you have a plan in place for the stable staff? Um, he, we're just going to give him a really quick freshen up and aim for the TAB Regional um, Championship. So he's still eligible for that being an under, it's an up to 70 and he's under 70. So um, that's our plan for that. The heats for that are in May. Excellent. All righty. We'll keep an eye out for him. And well, we better ask about Nowhere Creek as well. What What's in plan? What's in store for him? Is it just a case of finding uh, the right races? Is there, are there any more country cups in your region coming up? Um, it'll be just a case of finding um, the right races for him. Really, at this stage, he's sort of getting 
a bit higher graded that the races down here don't really stand up. So, um, but we're happy to travel him up to Menangle and whatnot. I think he's probably good enough to win a race up there if he gets the right draw and that. So, we'll just play it by year with him. Yeah, actually, I remember he ran a really good race across the Carnival of Miracles and uh, ran into some prize money. So that's certainly evidence that he's more than capable in that company. Tomorrow night at Leeton, you have a few runners that I wanted to ask you about while uh, we had you with us today. Race number one, horse number six, Napoli Knights, is first up for the team and inside second row draw for this mare, which probably doesn't look ideal on paper following out a roughie, but how has she settled into your system? She looks well-placed as a rating 47 horse coming from that metro region. Yeah, I think um, she'll definitely find the racing probably a little bit easier compared to what she's been racing, like up in the metro area. But um, I did, she is following a bit of a roughie, but um, she's probably better driven on the fence and safe for one run. But um, we're pretty happy with the way she's working and all that, so she'll just need a bit of luck in running, but I think she'll run a good race. And race number four, you're duly represented here with Tungsten Terror that Blake takes the reins aboard, and you're sticking, uh, in fact, James McPherson will take the reins on Rocky Brannock with a five-point claim off there. Tungsten Terror is only having run two for the stable, was beaten as a short price favourite first up. Were you disappointed with that effort, or was it just a case of the fact that it was six months or so between runs, so... He probably just needed the the run under his belt because he did go around as an odds-on pop. Yeah, I wasn't disappointed. I thought he ran really well and he was really always going to be left a touch vulnerable late. Um, he didn't have a trial leading up to the race, but um, we were happy with him and he pulled up quite well. So I think this he, he definitely would have benefited from the run. Probably would have liked a better barrier draw tomorrow night, but what will be will be. Yeah, it's not easy coming from the wide gate over... Uh, I guess a 2,100-metre trip there at Leeton, but all the same. And Rocky Brunick drills the inside of the second row, again following out a bit of a roughie. So may rely on, on a fraction of luck, but with that claim, he seems to get into this race pretty well at the ratings. Yeah, he has. It's um, it's a bit of a class drop for him. Um, he will need some luck in running, but um, we've rate James fairly well as a driver, so I think he'll give him every chance to do to get that luck and get out and all that yeah well that's three good chances tomorrow night at Leeton just wanted to before we let you go just chat about the season so far we're uh, three and a half months or so into this year and you're sitting in the top 10 when it comes to the trainers premiership in New South Wales so that's quite the feather in your cap things seem to be just going along so well for the stable they are. I actually didn't know that we're in the top 10, but um, that's quite good to hear that all the horses we've got at the moment, um, you know, we're pretty lucky that they've all got a good bunch of owners and whatnot, and they're, um, they're all quite nice horses to work with, and you know you're going to go to the races and they're going to perform and whatnot, so we've had a bit of luck at the moment with the horses that we've got. And a great strike rate as well, 68 starters, 17 winners, and a further 21 minors to date. So things are going along really well. Long Matt, continue. Thanks for your time this morning, Ellen, and, and congratulations on that Coolerman Cup victory yesterday. Perfect. Thanks so much, Britt. Ellen Bartley there this morning. Certainly a trainer to follow, particularly in that Riverina region. She's having a great year so far, and that Quinella in yesterday's time on a Coolerman Cup certainly 
evidences how well she is going along along with her partner Blake Jones they certainly make a great team today we have a uh, Maitland racing with eight races this afternoon the first getting underway at 134 and on paper Tom Ison does look to have a nice book of drives as well he'll drive in six of the eight races and in most of them he's driving quite well favored runners as well so if things go to plan, he could be in for a good afternoon at the office and he's been kind enough to join us this morning. Thanks for your time, Tom. Good morning, Brett. No worries. Looks as though you could have a have a good day today at the races, but I just wanted to quickly ask you, before we get stuck into a preview of your runners, there's been a bit of, of change since the last time we talked here on, on the pace. I believe you've made a move. So so where are you based now and what are you up to aside from driving these days a bit more freelance? Um, yeah, I moved back home from uh, the Roach Junior Stables and I'm back in Tamworth. Um, I'm not doing quite too much at the moment, just sort of playing around with a few horses with Dad and, um, yeah, but very little and just taking a few drives here and there and, yeah, just not much at all. Well, you're still pretty busy when it comes to the driving. So you're driving in that Tamworth region, obviously, probably more regularly than you were and getting up to, to Newcastle and Maitland when they have uh, their meetings. But it must be good for you to see such support from a freelance perspective as well, because today you've got uh, drives for plenty of different stables and many of the leading stables, the likes of Leon Jordan and Clayton Harmy are utilising you today alone. So just because you're not linked up with such a such a big stable as you were with Roy, you must be very happy with the support that you're still receiving. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, I've probably got Junior to more thank for that. Um, you know, he sort of he got me going and gave me a lot of big drives and good opportunities, and uh, he gave me the sort of chance to drive them good horses. And, um, yeah, it's sort of when I wasn't driving with him, I, I'd get the odd, um, sort of freelance drive, but um, now that he's not sort of there, it's, um, well, it's a privilege to sort of be driving horses for like Leon and um, those kind of people that want to put me on, and I'm still getting enough drives that it, it's actually worked out really good. Yeah, long may it continue as well. Let's get stuck into a preview of your drives today for those who are listening to On The Pace this morning and maybe looking for a winner at Maitland. The first of them is race number two, Corporal Jujon. You take the reins aboard for Stacey Elliott. He's come up with the five gate over the sprint trip here. But just at his last two efforts, things haven't really gone to plan. Two starts ago, he looked to get pretty keen over the middle distance trip at Newcastle, and then he uh, suffered a check last time out. So you could probably just put those... Uh, two efforts to the side and, and go back a little further in his form, and that's why he's so well-favoured today. Uh, yeah, I think so. He's um, He's been pretty unlucky at Newcastle. He got stuck in the chair and over the longer trip, and I, I couldn't hold him. He wanted to get going too too hard. But um, no, he started the other day, last week. Um, it was good. He had to do a little bit through the middle, and he still held on for fourth. And, yeah, he's back to the mile at Maitland today, and I think he can probably find the front, and he's a good chance. He's back to that up to 40 grade, which he looks pretty competitive in, and those drawn to your inside. Gate speed-wise, how much does he have? Will it be a case of you finding the front hopefully quickly, or will it be more so working on into the races, hoping that those to your inside are happy to take a trail? Yeah, I, I think he can get across pretty quick. Um, like to get him across quick and then try and get him settled, and hopefully we can get a cheap quarter and then he'll be right.
Yeah, all important luck in running and positioning in running around Maitland, that smaller track, particularly at the sprint trip. We step out over the 2044 in race number three, where you partner with Michael. Now, he'll go around as a really short price favourite, but his numerical form lines aren't necessarily sparkling, but obviously the gate today is a big help. Yeah, exactly. He's, um, he's been pretty unlucky with a few bad draws and uh, he's been going around in sort of higher graded races and he's still been putting in pretty good runs. But the two gate today will really help him. And if he's, I've driven him a few times and there one night, you know, he's in front and he didn't let that horse get past him. So he goes well in front too. Is Maitland any cause for concern for him? He's generally kept to Newcastle, the bigger tracks, and I can't see in his form line that he's been to, to Maitland in the past. So is that any concern? No, no, it's uh, it's no concern. He's He's been to Ten West a few times and um, he's still put in a few good runs, so I think he'll handle the track well. Okay, that's race three, number two, Michael. We switch over to race number five now. I guess it's not a great deal we can chat about with this gelding because you haven't driven him before and he's first up as well in New South Wales from uh, WA Pocket More for Less. But uh, when Leon picks these horses out from the West, they tend to come over here on a pretty good mark and he has of a national rating 44. Have you had a bit of a look into his form over in WA? And if so, does it fill you with some confidence for today? Um, yeah, I had a I had a quick peep at it, but um, I think Leon will be more sort of tell us what we're doing there and how the horse has been. So he'll be more of a guide than sort of trying to look at it and get more out of what he can tell me than what I can see for myself. He's been racing at Albany pretty consistently, Bunbury and the like. So in terms of his chances on that smaller track, he doesn't seem to, on paper, look to have any issues. And he's a winner of seven from 47. So as a national rating, 45 looks pretty well placed there. Our girl Harlow goes around in race number six at 4.34. The outside of the second row draw, that's never easy at Maitland to overcome. No, it's not, especially, especially at Maitland. It's, um, it's a bit of a tricky draw. I don't know what we'll be doing there. You've drawn the outside of the second row, but in her form lines, uh, last time out she was retired, but it wasn't through any fault of her own. She just got uh, a pretty bad check. Yeah, she did. She um, she had to do a bit of work in the race, and um, I think we were a bit wide in the last corner, and there was a bit of an incident in front of us, and she had to be pulled up, but she still went well that night. So. She uh, she seems to like to run her races when she's out in front. You combine with Clayton and her to win back-to-back races in March. So I guess that draw probably not only from the perspective that you'll have a little bit of traffic to manoeuvre, it's also the fact that she seems to be a great front runner. So how have her performances been from off the pace? Has she given you an indication that she can still come from off speed if they really turn it on? Yeah, I think so. She's um She's got a, actually a pretty good turn of foot, so... You know, if they do go a little bit hard early, then it's probably going to suit her a lot more than if they went steady. So could help us out well there. Yeah, race six, number 10, our girl Harlow. Over to race number seven. Again, you've drawn the outside of the second row on minimum wage for Leon. Uh, but in terms of his recent form, uh, he's been racing really consistently at Menangle. So he should appreciate this uh, I guess, grade of race and up to 55. He's a 49, but it seems to be a big drop back from what he's been racing recently. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, he's been going around at an angle and running some quick times. And I think back to Maitland and 
I think one scratched inside him, so he's going to be a little bit closer to just getting one off and just camp back there. And and I, I think it'll just be too good for him in the end. Right, a bit of confidence there around race seven, number 10, minimum wage. And the last on the card, again, another drive for Leon Jurd. I'm compliant, uh, is around the $5.50 point. Has been racing well and, again, has been in that Menangle grading, claiming races. He's been beaten a little way at his last two, but... Again, he looks to get into this race really nicely and he should appreciate a bit of a drop back in grade and a front row draw as well. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think Leon's put him in the right race there and, you know, the front row and it's only the mile. So I think he's he's even a big show. It doesn't really matter what he has to do there. I think he can probably nearly knock that one off too. Well, on paper, it looks as though you could have a good day out at Maitland today. Six drives on the eight race card. Is there one that stands out to you in terms of your best of the afternoon? Um, yeah, probably the pocket more for less and, and Michael. They're probably equally. But I think Michael is probably the pick of the picks for them. Yeah, race three, number two, Michael goes around as a short price favourite and as just pocket more for less, maybe we can multi those two up if we're having a play today at Maitland. Appreciate the time this morning, Tom, and, and best of luck today on that card of racing from Maitland. No worries. Thank you, Brittany. Tom Ison there this morning continues to to kick goals and and despite the fact that he's made his move back to Tamworth, he's still getting plenty of opportunities and he's a driver that you can follow pretty confidently when it comes to having an investment around those uh, Tamworth, Newcastle, Maitland tracks. He's always in the money. Luke McCarthy joins us now as our final guest of the morning for a bit of an update on the Cobbity Equine team that's ticking along nicely. And I thought it would be a good opportunity to get a bit of an update on a few of the stable stars as well. Appreciate your time this morning, Luke. Yeah, good morning, Brett. A good night on Saturday night at Menangle with two winners. Firstly, Star Galleria, great to see him back in the winner's circle. And I guess I wanted to ask you about what he's done so far since he joined the team from New Zealand. He came across and he kind of found himself straight in the deep end, as you would expect a horse like uh, him with the record that he does. But I feel like he really came of age throughout the Carnival of Miracles. He ran some really good races in behind those top liners. So I guess it probably wasn't a surprise to see what he did on Saturday. Yeah, he's he's a really nice horse, Brady, and he's always been a good horse. You know, he's raced in a lot of the big races in New Zealand um, right through his career, and um, he's sort of come across here for a bit more opportunities, you know, for them free for horses to race in Sydney, and um, yeah, he was really good in the um, free for all on Miracle Mile night when he ran second to Max Shard, and he had a bit of a break after that, and then he was he was super impressive first up Saturday night. 53-2 for the 2300. That's not mucking around either. No, you know, like a lot of all the races at Menangle, you know, the times they're running now, world class, and, you know, it's just strong racing and they've just got to be so fit and, and, and quality horses. Will he target the Queensland Winter Carnival? I guess is that his immediate plan over the next couple of months? Yeah, more than likely. Freddie will sort of just poke along and have a run. Yeah, every two or three weeks here you now just ticking over and you know, we'd like to take him up um, with a few others before the Winter Carnival. And Arnold in race number seven, he's a bit of a funny horse, Arnold. You never really know what you're going to get with him, but the talent is there and it just seems as though he's really found his niche, the Menangle Mobile Mile, that's where he tends to run his best races. Yeah, he was probably lucky um, 
Blake's horse made a mistake, um, I don't think we would have been able to get the front and beat him over that journey. But when he's made a mistake and we're able to sort of roll to the front, he's he's you know he's always hard to beat in that sort of race. Alrighty, that's Saturday where there was a, a stable double, but no doubt you're looking forward to tomorrow with the return of expensive ego. I must say it. I guess crept up on me a little bit this series, but he's back in business. A four-year-old APG final is no doubt where he's looking towards, and tomorrow's a great kickoff point, and he looks to be extremely hard to beat, not only in tomorrow's heat, but also uh, when the final rolls around. But six weeks or so since that miracle mile, what's he been up to? And uh, he's back tomorrow, so I'm sure the team's excited. Yeah, really excited, Brittany. He's, um, he had a nice easy 10 days after the miracle mile, and um, we elected to miss the Wagga series with him just to, you know, focus on the APG and then also the Rising Sun. So they'll be two sort of main targets at this stage. And, yeah, he's really well. He's works good and we're looking forward to it. No trial, but I guess with that only six-week turnaround and wanting to give him a freshen up, it probably didn't uh, leave a great deal of time to trial him. Was that by design or do you think that he'll be better? No doubt he'll be better with that run under his belt, but he's got a busy little time coming up. So no doubt he'll improve off whatever he does tomorrow as well. Oh, he's he's where he needs to be. He had a private trial last week, you know, just to sharpen him right up and he works sort of so he's, he's spot on, ready to go. Okay, a bit of an update on a few of the other stable stars. King of Swing, how is he after his uh, second Miracle Mile victory in a row? And when can we expect to see him again? He had a touch longer out um, than like the one-star Galleria and Ego and that. He's had a good few weeks off and he's back doing a bit of fast work now. So we'd like to sort of have him back at the races going towards the end of May, you know, in June. And he'll have probably a couple of lead-up runs in Sydney. Um, before the Sunshine Sprint and Black to Fake. And better in force, the Mayor, is the Queensland Winter an option for her now as well with that new Group 1 Mayor's feature? Yeah, definitely. She um, she also had a break. They thought she needed it. She'd been up for a while, so she's back doing a bit as well, getting, getting ready for Brisbane. And a new horse, um, no doubt that you're excited to have joined the team, Spirit of St. Louis, coming across from New Zealand, has a, a great record and I hear that he's on target for Queensland as well. So it could be a busy few months. Yeah, hopefully. He's, um, he's got really good speed and, um, you know, sort of be interesting to get him up and going at the angle and see what he can do. But, you know, he looks like he's got a lot of ability and, yeah, we, we think we've got a really a good, strong team to go to that Winter Carnival and really looking forward to it. Excellent stuff. Well, we appreciate your time this morning. Best of luck uh, with Expensive Ego and all of your other steers tomorrow at Menangle, and we look forward to seeing the big fella back. Yep, thanks very much, Brit. Yeah, Luke McCarthy there on behalf of the Cobbity Equine team giving us a little bit of an update this morning on all of those uh, stable stars when it comes to King of Swing so we can expect to see him back uh, maybe in a couple of weeks' time towards the end, end of May before that Queensland Winter Carnival rolls around. And Spirit of St. Louis, a four-year-old, so it looks as though his main target as well will be the Rising Sun alongside Expensive Ego, who has already received an invite. Uh, that's aside from the fact that the Blacks are fake, I guess, is a centrepiece of that Constellations Carnival. The 
Rising Sun is certainly garnering plenty of interest, including the New South Wales Derby winner, Pat's Beach Storm. He's already had an invitation uh, lodged and accepted, as well as a few others. And Krug, the New Zealand Derby winner and the Northern Derby winner, for that manner, has also had an invitation offered. Whether or not he comes across uh, for that remains to be seen, uh, but it would be good to see a few uh, Kiwis across for carnivals coming up. Of course, we have the Inter-Dominion later on this year in New South Wales, which will be the jewel in the crown and the likes of uh, no doubt self-assured, hopefully coming across Amazing Dream. She may well be here in New South Wales for that carnival. And when it comes to the trotters, well, the likes of Sunday's Sun, we know that we saw Majestic Man up close and personal during the Carnival of Miracles. His long-range plan as well uh, will be the Inter-Dominion series. So that's on the pace for a Monday. We've wrapped up Coolerman yesterday. Look forward to Maitland today with Tom Ison and also Menangle tomorrow. Another busy weekend of racing and keep an eye out for those Group 1 barrier draws this afternoon on harness.org.au for those rich uh, APG finals to be staged at Menangle on Saturday night. We had those heats run last week. Uh, and, of course, it looks as though for the boys, my ultimate buyer is going to be the one to beat, judging on what we saw. The Phillies is probably a little more open, though. Uh, Captain's Queen, she was clinical in her victory, as was I Can Fly. So a barrier draw is going to be integral for both of those group ones. Thanks for joining us this morning. The first today from Maitland. If you're wanting to tune in, that gets underway. Uh, the first of an eight-race card just after 1.30, 1.34, and the final event to be run at 5.30. So you've got a nice period of time there to enjoy some great New South Wales harness racing on a small and competitive track, that's for sure. That's on the pace for this Monday. No on the pace tomorrow, but Mick Gearham will be back to on Wednesday morning, I should say, from just after 10.30.